Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Previously on Chief Concerns. Well, he'll, he'll fit right in with some of the atrocious blocking that's going on right now. I'll, I'll say that. But they don't quite ask the Titans to do what they used to do when I was playing. We're obviously making some moves to make a splash with somebody in this free agency market. Uh, he is a playmaker. He's proven. Um, you know, injuries, I think, have, have kind of hindered him. But he, he's a definite playmaker. If we can get him in the right position, um, I, I think he will excel in this offense. I'm excited. I, just thinking about it and talking about the schedule, kind of get my juices flowing a little bit. You know, just thinking about it, I'm like, ooh, look at this. Your hands are put together. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I can't wait. It's the corner where the treats is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It, it comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. Hey, hey guys, welcome to the 30th installment, the 30th episode of Chief Concerns with your former tight end, Jason Dunn, and former cornerback, Eric Warfield. 30 episodes in, man. I can't, I can't believe we're 30s episodes in. <laughs> Nuts. Hey, um, uh, I, I didn't imagine it either, but hey, <laughs> let's rock it till the wheels fall off. Here we are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, you know, for those of you who don't know, Eric's a big time Stephen Curry fan. And sorry about that loss last night. You guys got one more chance, though. I mean, he just has no help. And, and as, as good as Draymond plays, he offers no offense. And 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 you can't get rid of somebody that's with his potential. So it's, it's tough. So neither did Dennis Rodman, but they weren't with him? You, so you're going to make excuses right now? Is that what it is? You make excuses? No. That's, so I can't even do that because if you look at the rest of the role players around Michael Jordan with – with Dennis or with Dennis with the other players in, in, in Detroit, they could all score. And so like, it's hard to get, to give the ball to somebody else when they can't really put the ball in the hoop. So. Yeah. Who, who's it? Who's the young guy that got out there that's supposed to be real tough. I've seen him. I, I, I keep forgetting Poole. his name. Who? 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 Pool's one. Yeah. They got, they got the, uh, that, that Mexican basketball player, Toscano Anderson, who came on strong this year. That guy, that guy's a beast. Yeah, so I look at their play, man, and it's just so – they look so confused at times. Like, when you get the ball right there in the paint and you're scared to shoot it because you want to kick it out for a three. Like, no, just take the two points. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, they do a lot of a lot of weird stuff in the NBA. And that I I, I, I question so much of it. Like, you're, you're a professional. I understand what the offense is supposed to look like or how you, how you run certain plays and how good people shoot. But when you got that ball inside the paint, shoot that. Yeah, yeah, man. You know what, though? But they've been living and dying on that, man, for the past few years. So, you know, they, they used to playing that way, right? But like you said, if they, if they don't have the firepower like they had, you know, in the past, that's a little tough. Turn everything around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I thought that was interesting. Every team so far in the playing games, all the home teams have won so far. And, uh, and then now we're going to this, the next round. We'll see if the Wizards win. And I guess – a uh, little prediction for you. Do you think uh, – who do you have tomorrow, Golden State or Memphis? 
man, you know I'm Golden State all day. I'm, I'm picking Golden State to win the whole thing. <laughs> Are you? I mean, they have a shot. I think they could beat Utah in that first round. If they get to the eighth spot, that's going to be a good series, Utah and Golden State. We'll see. <laughs> All righty. All right. So there's a lot to get into, a lot of un- a lot to unpack. You know, uh, you know, a lot. Most teams don't have as much things going on as the Chiefs do, but every week I feel like there's things that keep popping up with the uh, the Chiefs. Uh, but before we head to our first segment, we have a word from our sponsor in Bet Online. So we'll roll the tape there. Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. It's NBA playoff season, people. So you know what that means? It's time to play some wagers, and the best place to do that is on Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so our first chief concern tonight, it's uh, it's one. So Westgate Sportsbook has released all their lines for the, the upcoming season. And they have the Chiefs as favorites in 16 of the 17 games. And the only exception of the games they don't have them as a favorite, they have them as a pick them against the Baltimore Ravens week two. What are your thoughts uh, about this? I mean, you look at the season last year at, at what, I don't say we, but I kind of include me and, you know, Jason and you as a fan <laughs> into the, into the, to the kingdom. Yes, sir. Uh, you look at what we did last year <clears throat> and all with the exceptions of a, of a few injuries. Uh, some key injuries turned out to be uh, and turned out to be a sloppy Super Bowl um, to upgrade the line the way that they have and to, to keep all the additional players that we've had in the past that were big time playmakers offensively and defensively. Uh, you would have to say that we're the, we're the favorites. You know, we, I, we still, to me, have the number one quarterback, even though, you know, I, I'm not going to sit there and, and, and be petty and say Tom Brady's not the best uh, quarterback we've ever seen, uh, whether it's skill set or what. You know, he's proven it year after year by uh, putting rings on, the, on on his fingers. So uh, you have to acknowledge that he's, he's the best to ever do it. Uh, so even with him being out uh, with Tampa, you know, so, or not out, but playing with Tampa, uh, I still acknowledge that at the moment, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback out there. Um and so to have him, Travis Kelsey playing at an all-time high, Tariq Hill playing at an all-time high, uh, and to add more pieces to the offense, uh, especially on the front line to protect uh, Patrick, um, I, you'd have to say that we're, we're easily uh, favored going into this season. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what, Matt. It, it, uh, it makes sense, to be honest with you, it, and I'm going to tell you why. You know, you got to look at the whole scope of it. So you're talking about, you know, week two game. Okay, teams are trying to find uh, chemistry with one another. And so, you know, the very first few weeks is something that you just you're constantly working things out with guys that that you have in there. And and I'm going to say something, man. Look, Baltimore, uh, they they made everything that they wanted in the draft. Okay, they got things that didn't happen before. They they surrounded. uh, 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 What's the name with the with weapons? Lamar Lamar Jackson with weapons. You know, (laughs) they really did. And so they gave him they gave him two receivers that they were they were sorely missing. I think they were like ranked like last the last two years in, in receiving yards, you know, as far as offensively. So now he has uh, the ability to throw the ball down the field. You know he's got a strong arm. So that matchup, plus you're playing in Baltimore, that's, that's another thing, man. Baltimore is a, it's a hard place to play. So I understand that part of it. You know, and it's just, look, you, what you're doing is 
you're just measuring the bets. I mean, this is this, you know, it's the mind game, right? I mean, that's that's how you deal with, you know, you know, measuring your bets, though. So to me, it makes sense because they went in, they got what they needed to fight against the Kansas City Chiefs. So if you're thinking about the pinnacle in your in in your your league, right? Kansas City has got to the Super Bowl the last two years. So you go out and you try to like, look, I'm a, I'm gonna meet this demand of what we need to try to compete against these guys. We know Lamar, look, Lamar Jackson has had a disappointing career against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's that's reality of it. And so we're talking about, there's a lot of things online here, right? So we had to think about, here we got Sammy Watkins, okay, which might be like a revenge game for them, okay? Then two, you're talking about Lamar trying to get that, you know, that that leg up, you know, especially in the AFC. And if you do it early, then that, that's that's good. Now we talk about also to the coaches when we talk about Harbaugh and Andy Reid, you know, so I, you know, I was up there in Philly when they was both on staff. And so these guys know each other. They really do. And they know. Yeah. Uh, Before you keep harping on that Lamar Jackson train, I'm going to say that they're not even the second best team in AFC West. I'll say uh, Cleveland and Buffalo are. Well, I, I know you say that, but I disagree with it. And the reason I say I disagree with it is because what Cleveland has added, you know, to add to that defense and then to add Odell Beckham back to it with the two-headed monster that they have in the backfield. Now you got a two-headed threat outside receivers. You got a two-headed threat on your defensive end. So, like, Baltimore, to me, is stacked. Buffalo has already proven to be a good overall team, defensively and offensively. Right. So so I'll say this. And, and I'm just, you know, comparing the teams. Look, and I'm, I'm looking at it like this. So, all right, Cleveland don't have a Lamar Jackson. Okay, they don't. You know, I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield. I think he's a good player, but I'm not really sold on him. And so what I'm looking at, what's that? He's got all the pieces. Baker's got. Baker has everything that he needs to be successful. Yeah, he he has. He's had it for the past couple of years, right? And so he always finds himself at home with this. And so Lamar hasn't had all the pieces. This year, he's actually got a receiving core. He's got guys that he can throw the football to. And I'm not talking about just regular guys. I'm talking about guys that that actually can go out there and go get it. And so we know, we know. Look, Baltimore's defense—they've always had DBs and 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 secondary. They have that. They got a guy, a, a linebacker, defensive end from uh, Penn State, Oway or whatever his name is, who, who's an absolute animal out there. So I'm just saying that they they're gonna compete. And everybody's thinking, okay, keep giving Cleveland, keep giving uh, the Bills. Y'all keep talking about them. Well, what I know about with, with uh, a hardball is all he's been doing is stacking chips. He's like, look, you keep putting us out there fourth and fifth, and we're going to come up and we're going to smash everybody. I don't think they're going to smash the Chiefs. I don't believe that. I'm, I'm just going by what the line is saying on the on the betting stacks, right? I mean, it's just, you know, we're talking about money here, right? Now, do I think they'll beat the Chiefs? No, I don't. I don't think they'll beat the Chiefs. But it's going to be a great game because Lamar does, he, he's, he's stepped up with some of the pieces. But we've done that too, right? We've gotten – Kind of revenge game uh, with uh, with Brown too. So Brown's going to show out there like, look, I'm look, I'm going to show out as well. So he's going to hit up on the defense. Uh, you know, our guys going to be running around. I think our, our, our you know our secondary is going to do a good job because we want to have a better pass rush against them. So it's always about containing uh, Lamar Jackson. If you could contain him, then more than likely you're going to win the game, right? So that that's uh, I'm just I'm just based it off of the question that we're asking. You know how the line is going to be. Right. Gotcha. 
And one thing I will say is that there's a lot of people who've been saying for so long, you know, they haven't given Lamar Jackson weapons. And one could argue they have, they, they've wasted a lot of first and second round picks on skilled guys. You know, Mark Andrews, I believe was a first or second round pick, or he was a high second. Uh, Hollywood Brown, who, who even complained last year, that he's not getting the ball. He says they don't, they don't throw him in the ball. And he was a first round pick. I, I thought he was awesome in college. And then oh. uh, J.K. J.K. Dobbins. I mean, so they have got they have given him skill players, and I think this year, as as a lot of people are saying, you know, they have uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, and then they also signed Sammy Watkins. I think this year, if Lamar doesn't, if his receivers don't pan out, I mean, if if, if the passing offense isn't what it should be, I think at this point, some people kind of start passing the blame on Lamar. I mean, I, I don't know. At what point do we say like? You know, Lamar, and he's not getting the ball to receivers for a reason. They have this offense for a reason. And I don't, I don't want to discredit Lamar. I think he's a great athlete. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, not a great quarterback, but a good quarterback. He's not as accurate as he needs to be. Uh, wow. His first, his first reaction is to run. You know, if he drops back into pass coverage uh, or into pass, uh, I think he's he's one or two reads, and he's break. He's taking off with a run. He doesn't scan the defense the way every other quarterback does. He's a run first before he's he's trying to complete that. But, so but even with him having weapons, I don't think it's relevant to him having weapons because once he's in trouble, he's taking off. That's what he the, wants to do. Right, but E, we, we, that's all based off him because he had he had a run. He had nobody to throw to. Look, we, we, we can sit there and say Brown, who was his first year last year. I mean, the joke is fast, man. He is absolutely fast. So, I mean, we're talking about a pure burner. Everybody else around him, you didn't really have anybody else. You had Andrews as a tight end that was that was good, right? We had a decent running game with with, with Baltimore. So uh, when I say that, I'm I'm, I'm I mean I'm, I'm being realistic here. He ain't really had no receivers on the outside, and, and you could tell it. You could tell the difference in it. So when a guy's sitting over there and he's got to use his legs the whole time because guys are not getting open. I mean, he has Snead. Uh, I don't even know who the other receiver. Is. That's that's what I'm talking about. You can't even name the other receivers. I just know Snead was one of them. And anybody else said that? I don't even know who they were. I can't say who the receivers are for Buffalo besides uh, the guy that got from Minnesota. Yeah, well, shoot, that's um, all they need with that joker. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, look. And look, I'm going to tell you this. Look, Cole, I'm Cole a football Beasley. fan. Who? Cole Beasley, the slot receiver for Buffalo. Oh, no. No, too. Hey, look, look. Hey. Yeah, got, Cole on Beasley me. played well, too, though. Yes, he did. He played lights out last year. I'm, I'm going to give it to Cole Beasley, man. I'm a fan. Look, I'm a football fan, Okay. And I, I'm not going to discredit guys because they play for other teams, right? We know Lamar Jackson. I, I'm not going. I think he's a great quarterback. To be honest, that, that's my opinion. I think he's a great quarterback. Now we're going to see exactly how good he really is, yeah. right? Now, now I can say, well, shoot, if he can get the ball to these guys, that's that's can take the top off the defense. Now you got a tight end to throw the ball. You got a good running game. They got a guy all line O line in the first round. So. He didn't really have any any reason not to be uh, successful. He doesn't get successful. I agree with you. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you get into the you know criticism of who he is as far as being a quarterback. So and the reason I say is I'm a little biased because a guy that I coach used to be a center at Louisville. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here in the state of Kentucky, uh, and so it, you know he used to carry Lamar all the way through in Louisville, man. So that I, I, that was just I was a fan of him because you know. Uh, he would he'd always talk about how good of a guy that uh, Lamar was, and, and you kind of see it in him. But uh, make no mistake about it, I don't think they'll beat the Chiefs. I still think the Chiefs are the greatest team out there right now in, in the NFL, period. I agree. I, I, I get, I'm with that. Yeah. And, and like you said, J.D., I think this is the year. Now he's got weapons in place. The, the, the weapons he can't use as an excuse anymore. We can see what, he, what he's made of now as far as, uh, you know, being uh, not being able to live and die by first or second read and running every time. Um, right. 
So I yeah. think this is a good year to judge him. <laughs> yeah. Say. Look, look, Vegas just don't want to put nothing on the line. They want to say, like, oh, we can't give you a, every game. Plus, you're playing in Baltimore, too. You know, so the air of it, man, you just don't get a fair game in Baltimore. You know how it was playing in Baltimore. You know, hell, hell they probably have uh, Ray Lewis come out there and start doing a little dance before the game. You know, so Sunday night game, too. So the fact that it's even a pick him, I think, was kind of nuts. I, I thought they should at least get Baltimore three points, you know, but it's doing his justice his head up right yep. <laughs> you, you take your pick and, and you you actually score a touchdown against baltimore yeah i actually sure did. i had yeah. the gif, i had the gif of your little touchdown celebration ah, <laughs> yeah. My favorites. All right. yeah. <laughs> all right okay so our, our next chief concern uh it's a guy we talked about in the show a lot is a bashad breedland i know you guys we all we all want him back and we hope the chiefs can bring him back for one year deal uh but this week uh, I believe it was NFL NFL's Twitter handle posted a tweet saying, uh, name the number one unappreciated cornerback. And a, a lot of Chief fans were saying, you know, like, I think the Chiefs account actually tweeted Legarius Sneed, uh, but Bashad Breeland actually tweeted it, quote tweeted himself and said he's the uh, most underappreciated cornerback in the league. Um, and he's had he's had a few other tweets. If you look at his last two weeks of his of his of his kind of Twitter rants, you know, kind of taking like subtle not jabs at the Chiefs, but in just in general about how he's not not being appreciated, still being on the market and stuff. Um, what advice would you have for Bashad Breeland as he kind of waits this out and waits for his best offer? I mean, two former players. I mean, you know, and as as fans of the team, what do you hope the Chiefs do? do, you, do you, obviously, we know you guys want to bring him back, but. As a former player, what would you say to Bashad Berlin as he kind of waits this out? As a former player, it's hard to tell him, you know, you know, continue being patient because, you know, when you had – I thought he had a pretty good season last year. I thought he had a really good season. Mm-hmm. And when you see what the corners are making nowadays, you kind of put yourself in the category of what you think that you ought to be paid. You know, that's how everybody's – you know, we, we kind of bracket ourselves as to what, uh, other, people are, uh, what other people are being uh, paid with. And so he's seeing himself – receiving a certain contract. And right now, nobody's offering him that. And it's, and it's frustrating because, you know, he, he, he started with the all games last year uh, for us. You know, he's won a Super Bowl with us. And to say that he's not worth it, uh, when I think, just my opinion, he, he was the best corner that we had with our secondary. Um, but where the market sits and what we have cap-wise and what we need for the team, does it benefit us to give him that kind of money? I don't know that. Um, so as just a, a former player to tell him, you know, if you just got to continue working out and be ready for whoever gives you that call, you know, whether it's the Chiefs or somebody else, uh, you're too young and too talented not to be on a roster. So that's going to happen. Uh, just keep yourself in shape, you know, stay mentally prepared because don't, you know, don't, don't get yourself in the dumpster because nothing has happened yet. Uh, that call is going to happen, you know, as a, as an alumni, a former Chiefs, I'd rather be with us than anybody else because you know the defense, you know the players. Um, but, you know, if it doesn't happen, uh, you know, go out there and just give you all to whoever that, 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 that gives you that call. But just be patient, you know, stay away from the social media stuff because I saw that he was uh, upset when we brought the other corner in yeah. and said that I guess uh, – I forget what his tweet was, but there was a lot of ch- chatter behind it. Um, so, yeah, don't, you can't be upset about what the team is trying to protect and uh, what we're trying to do. So uh, we're going to draft and we're going to go pick up players that we can afford to replace you. That, the NFL always want younger, cheaper potential uh, to save that money. And, and so if, if they can, they will. Um, but for him, yeah, just 
mean, if it doesn't happen with the Chiefs, it doesn't happen. It's going to happen somewhere. So I tell you what, man, I, I, I feel his pain. I, I, I really do. And I, I had a veteran tell me uh, a little bit after my first contract, and I, I kind of felt the same way. Like, man, look, I, I, you know, I've done everything I had to do for the team. You know, I don't understand why we can't get a, a deal done. And so a lot of it is just business, right? And, and, and business in the NFL sucks. It really does. And so he just told me, he said, look, J.D., best thing for you to do, if you get a chance, man, just go out here and play for that one year, right? Even if you just get that one-year contract, play lights out as much as you can, okay? Take, take your emotion out of it. Put everything out there on the field. So next year, you know, we know the cap is going up. May give him another chance, an opportunity to kind of get out there to, in a free, free agent market, right? Now, we understand that them signing, uh, them signing another corner at the time is all about bargaining tool. That's it. And so part of it is putting the pressure for him to go ahead and sign. Like, look, man, we're getting guys in here to come play. All right. You, the, the best incentive we can get is going to the Super Bowl and saying that you could be a part of this. And you've been a part of it, you know, up until this time. Like, like Eric said, we don't want you to go anywhere else. And the, and the reality is this. Breland is a victim of a saturated position. There are a lot of good corners out of the NFL right now. That's, that's the reality of it. And so when you're sitting over looking at where he is on the totem pole as compared to all the other corners <laughs> out here, you know, where does he actually fall in line, right? I mean, there's a lot of good corner cornerback play in the league. And like he said, man, is he warranted through his play to get the big bucks like they like he wants? And I, I don't know as far as like right now the, the contract uh, situation, but apparently they must be, you know, somewhat far apart, but they're not just not seeing each other eye to eye. And so it's either he's got to swallow his pride and say, look, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go back to the Chiefs or, you know, hopefully they get closer to a deal because we need him. I, look, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. We need him. And so when I'm talking about some of these teams, he's a guy that, that's already worked with the secondary. These guys know him. You know, he works well with what we do scheme-wise. We, we definitely need this guy. I, I want to sign the guy. You know, I, I'm thinking we'll hit get this thing done because the other guys that came in are new guys. Uh, I don't think they really have the skill that he's got. You know, we, we got kind of like a slot guy. One was like a, a, a safety uh, kind of cover safety. So I think, man, that he, he's, he's feeling underappreciated because guys are coming in. And it's, it's almost like a kid <laughs> looking through the chain fence, looking at all his friends play on the, <laughs> on the playground, right? And he can't come out to come play. And I know it's hard for him. I know it's hard for him. So, man, I, I, my, my advice, like I got advice from a veteran player, is I know what he – but you, you got to just be patient, right? Your time is going to come. I know it's hard to say, but just look, you got to think about this way. In your future, hopefully, with the money going up every single year, just go ahead and put your play on the field, right? Ball out of control and go get that money next year, okay? And hopefully somebody pays you. So prepare your stuff and your play on the, on the field is going to warrant you getting paid like that. So it's tough. I feel his pain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Super Bowl, he was our he was our guy matched up on Mike Evans for most of that game. He was the one. I mean, that, that's how you know he was he was he was our he was our top guy. He was he was, on, he was, on, he was on their lead dog. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, look, I know you're doing all that in negotiation. You, you're talking about all those things. Look, like I had, I, you know, Mike Evans. They, they give me the guy that I need to cover, right? You know, how, how how am I not getting paid? And sometimes just that business aspect. They're like, well, you know. <laughs> That's that's the worst part. You got to deal with the business part of it. Yeah, you got to understand what 
what the Chiefs have at their dispense to pay you? You know, is it what you want? Is it what you can get? You know, do they have enough in the bank to, to give you what you're asking for at the moment? Probably not because they got to, you know, we got to take care of that front line and that Brinks truck that's that's sending up stimulus checks out there. So, uh, <laughs> so we got to protect that part. And uh, when, it, when it comes down to it, uh, you got certain draft picks that you got to pay a certain amount. You got other, you know, you can find cheap players in the, on the market, free agency, um, just in case, you know, we can't get you back. We can have something as a backup that's, you know, we don't have to pay a whole lot. You know, he, he's not going to play at your level, you know, but he can get the job, you know, uh, done good enough to get us where we need to be. You know, I, I'd love to see him back in, 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 uh, in, in a Chiefs jersey. It's just the matter. His agent, his agent knows where, where they're at, you know, as far as money-wise and what he can get, what, as far as what he's asking for. Um, man, you just got to look. I, you know what? It can also come back to bite you in the, in the ass because if you're sitting here, it's going into training camp. You haven't gotten a contract. Your value is, is, is uh, kind of going down. So if they just throw a contract, they say, hey, if you want to come play, this is what we can give you right now. Or you can just sit out, you know, keep waiting. So... And how, how important is it, uh, I guess, how important are the, the kind of the, the voluntary workouts and how, how big of a deal is it if you are a veteran like a Bashad Breeland who's not being able to get that, you know, that voluntary workout experience with, with, the, with the guys? Is it a that big chemistry, deal? Chemistry is always good, man. You cannot – there's nothing better than working on chemistry. You get, whether you get to know the guys, how they play, uh, with certain calls, uh, certain uh, uh, lineups, you can't, you got to be a part of all that, um, you know, and missing out on all that, it, it'll hurt you going into the season. And hey, look at all the injuries that we have nowadays uh, with muscle tears and, and knees and stuff. So, um, you know, you got to, you got to get it, get it all in while you can. I, I agree with you it, it, to, a, to a degree. I, I think that he's, he, he's, he's been in the defense long enough that, you know, he knows all the calls, you, you know, he, he's not going to miss a beat. As far as you know, knowing that aspect of it, so I think a lot of it is you just want to be around your guys, right? You know, now he's he's the lone man out here, man. That's, that's a hard place to be, man, out there on the, yeah. on, you know, lonely. You know, you, you ain't hanging out with your boys. You know, you you sitting over working that by yourself, uh, uh, playing the. Uh, I was gonna say Nintendo. Yeah, I was gonna back date myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, they're playing PlayStation, all that, man. Your boys is talking, you know, on Twitter. Hey, man, where yeah. you at, man? We, you know, they talking about where they eating dinner at and, you know. So, you know, you don't, you don't want to hear that conversation. So, you just yeah. like, yeah, God, man, let's, 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 let's get this thing done, man. So, maybe he had to, look, I'm going to tell you this. Maybe he has to just make a, a personal phone call. He got to tell his agent, look, all right, we that far apart. Maybe we could come to some type of an agreement, okay? Let me go ahead and talk straight to Andy. Let's get this thing done. Let me go ahead and get into, you know, camp. But I, I think, man, he'll he'll be ready. I don't think he'll miss a beat as far as that. But he's missing his boys, that's for sure. He's missing his boys. Him dinners out with your boys, man, is, is some of the best times. Just yeah, that camaraderie man, that you get. Yeah. So that's the tough part of it. Uh, just prediction. Do you, do you guys think by the time training camp comes around, do you think Bashad Breeland will be in red? Training camp? Oh, yeah. yeah think he'll be with the Chiefs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just think, you know, the Chiefs are the ones. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think – I don't think they let him go. So I think I think they're pursuing him, and I think they're staying in his ear as much as possible. Like, look, man, 
but we just got to keep working these numbers out, man. It's just the, you know, the numbers, you know, everybody's being stingy, right? He's thinking about his future. The chiefs are thinking, you know, the business side of it. And, you know, everybody is, you got to come to an agreement, but I'm sure they're not letting him go. I'm, I'm, they got his, the hands right, right there on it. I know they do. So hopefully this works, you know, and they don't pull a, a Tanze Sharp. Yeah, Lee. Yeah. Man. Gotcha. What? Yo. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha, boy. That was, that was your guy. Shady Dale. Shady Dale. <laughs> it blew my mind. I, you know, I, you know, maybe that's the topic for another day, but that that that's that shocked me. That shocked me. So well no. That might that might tell you what they what they see about the young guys. They might they might feel strongly about some of these young guys they, you sure. know, they make expendable. Right, right. Numbers game, man. It's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. But really we need. Let me say that. Yeah. No, I'm in agreement. I think everybody in Chiefs Kingdom's in agreement because you can see the the comments on his tweet that he had about him being unappreciated. It was Chiefs Kingdom himself. Everyone blowing him up, saying like, "No, you're appreciated. We all love you." So, um, but okay, so we're gonna go to our next concern here. This is another thing, and I gotta tell you, the the, the stuff that comes from Twitter is just insane. Obviously, you know, uh, e, you, our relationship stemmed from Twitter. I become a voice through Twitter, but the stuff that comes on Twitter is insane. So this past weekend. Um, a fan tweeted at Tyron Matthew asking if he was ever going to receive an extension. Tyron Matthew replied to him saying, quote, probably not been here before all good End quote. And then soon after the tweet has been deleted, but with everything on Twitter, nothing goes that like stays deleted forever. You know, things, people screenshot stuff and people that sticks around forever. Um, but seeing that kind of uh, response from Tyron Matthew, how concerning is this? Go ahead, JD. I'm because. Okay, well, uh, is it how concerning is of it? Is it? And I told you, so it's a business thing. So I think I think he was kind of holding things, you know, close to his chest. He didn't really want to let things out there, so he was kind of playing with the fans. I, 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 that's that's my estimation of it. They was kind of playing, but yet he, he wasn't quite sure. So I think he knew things were kind of in the work, you know. But like you said, man, it, it's Twitter. Like once this thing goes out, it's like, hey, man, what are you doing? Like, yo, this. That ain't cool because now all of a sudden you put things in doubt and you start having everybody. And you know how they look, Twitter and fans, you know, everybody gets nervous, especially when you start thinking, you know, big name players are not going to get signed back. They're like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? The Chiefs and all the speculation. And so sometimes you just want to put these, you know, these rumors and speculations to rest. That's what you want to do. So. I think it's somewhat was kind of like a, you know, play thing. And I, you know, it was cool. He's just, Hey man, it's cool. You know, whatever, you know, happens, it happens. And so I think at that moment, everything was still in the works. It was just getting signed and, 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 and finalized. So that's, that's my estimation of it. You know, other than that, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't really know myself. Uh, It's social media is dangerous. You know, once you put anything out there, no matter how quick you try to delete it, somebody's got it. You know, and you know, for being in the in the limelight, you really have to be careful what you send. And I'm talking about at any moment, um, whether you're in your feelings or not. And so, um, you know, I haven't heard him come back to to speak anything on it. I haven't read anything about it. Um, I mean, hopefully it, it doesn't get blown up as bad as, you know, what we kind of uh, saw it to be. Um, and heck, I, I think I saw something where um, I may have, I may be wrong on that. 
But either way, like I, what him and Sorensen both uh, are up next year. We got a crap ton of guys that are up next year, and we're in a position to where we really can't re-sign a lot of key players defensively. You know, our team is based around our offense, you know, Kelsey and Mahomes and, and Tariq. And so I think as far as anybody else, you're expendable. Mm -hmm. uh, we hate to think that way, but, you know, looking at what's gotten us to the Super Bowl that we won, the Super Bowl that we should have been in the year before that, and the Super Bowl that we ended up losing last year, we ride on our offense. We ride on Patrick Mahomes' arm. And so, yeah, it, it, it sucks when you have key players like a Tyron Matthew or Sorensen who's played, played so well, Breland has played well, and they have these contracts that are coming up and they're not getting uh, the, the money or the contracts that they're looking forward to or hoping to get at the time. You know, it's, it's kind of a wait and see game right now because we have other things that are part of this team that have to be put in place. And so can we give you that? Um, new contract yet? Not we can't right now uh, with certain players, um, and it sucks. And especially when you have, when it's uh, when when things go viral so quick, uh, just because of a you know push of a button. And so you got to be careful with all that and, and and how you either approach it yourself and how you respond to certain critics and certain fans. So um, social media is just dangerous. I mean, it, it's good. Uh, for certain things, uh, I think is is dangerous for a point to where it's, it's created some uh, a lot of mental issues for certain people. It's uh, you know something that we all get stuck on. You know, looking at our phones all day. Um, you know, it's created this this fantasy of who we should be and what kind of a lifestyle we should lead uh, should lead and live. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just think that it's to me. Uh, one of those that we need to disengage with every now and then just to, you know, give ourselves a, a chance to, to, to breathe and, 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 and to look at, look at ourselves and figure out who we really are instead of chase, chasing what other people post and what other people say. Um, but even though in the end, though, it's just like I said, it's a dangerous situation when you, you can push a button to, to when you're in your feelings and that goes viral, and you weren't expecting that because you were just trying to get a quick response. And I, man, I think it's funny how, how you know you said somebody screenshotted it and then then reset it. I, to me, Twitter is funny, man. It, it really is. You know, I'm, I'm kind of new to, to social media. If you can't tell, you know, on some of the things, man. I, I just I think sometimes you got have thick skin. Look, I, I'm gonna speak boldly, you know. So as far as how you know ruffling the feathers and stuff like that, you know, I, I'm not gonna be. Uh, just saying things just to be saying it. And I think it's what you're talking about. Here. You just can't just be, you know, flipping with what, you know, what you're saying out here. Right. Because, you know, you're going to have, you know, consequences of what you say, or at least yeah. some type of pushback and eating book and these Twitter trolls or whatever you want to call them, warriors, all of them jokes are going to come for you. They, you know, they hey, every chance they get, they, they them suckers peeking around the corner, <laughs> you know, so I, I you know, I, I to me, that's the crazy part of just Twitter, man. It's funny. Some of the, some of the, I, I love the comments because the comments are funny when I read it. And I, I, I do sometimes. I, I'm just I'm amazed at people how they get bent out of shape on certain things, right? So I don't know, man. But look, I'm gonna say this, right? Hey, this is what I was talking about. This is part of my reason I was talking about the Orlando Brown deal, 
okay? Because we know we got to pay him a boatload of money next year. That dog going to be getting some big money. He's one of the guys we talking about, restruct, you know, getting other guys restructuring and stuff like that. Here we go, moving numbers. There's that little, you know how they got that little meme it, it, it get where they doing like the mathematic, pulling all the stuff up, you know, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mathematic symbols and all. Yeah, so we're going to have to be doing that next year, man, when it, come, when it comes down to it, you know, so. Uh, but man, look, he, he's look, he's a staple on the defense, right? We, we know he's he's that guy that we need on defense. And so as as much as these guys are important on the offensive side, he's just as important on defense. True. So I would call to me relatively the same Patrick Mahomes on the defense for us. Uh so I, yeah, get that deal done, you know. And so <laughs> gone over speculation out the door. But man, you putting you putting people Almost giving them a heart attacks, man. Everybody holding their breath. They ain't know what to do. Yeah. Hey, man. Tw- hey, man. Twitter. Hey, listen. Everybody, take a step back. Breathe. Just breathe, man. Everything's gonna be all right. <laughs> it is. It will. Everything's gonna be fine. The wheel's still gonna turn. Hopefully, you know. So, yeah. Don't don't get so caught up in things like that. Well, I think the scary thing behind the, the this whole Matthew situation is the fact that months ago when um, Kelsey Mahomes and Jones all restructured. That uh, the same report around that same time was Tyron Matthews working on an extension to stick around with the Chiefs a little longer and to kind of spread out his money a little bit, you know. Uh, so that was kind of the thing. And that we're getting to uh, almost July here or almost June here, sorry. Um, he hasn't gotten his extension yet. So I guess, and then seeing a tweet like that, it's like, oh, they're probably far off on the to- uh, their contract talks. So it's just kind of, I, I guess it's it's a, it's a scary thing, you know. You know, you talk about him being the, uh, the Mahomes on the defense. Yeah, that's a, that's a scary if he if he doesn't if he doesn't stick around. And with with all these free agents we're gonna have next year, that's just another guy we're gonna have to replace. And he's not he's not a guy you can replace that easily. Right. No, you can't uh, you can't replace a guy like that right off the bat. You ain't gonna find him, uh, you know, on the street corner. That's for sure. I do have a question though. So you guys, you guys are old school. You guys are, you know, before the Twitter age. Um, what was like the? What was your version of Twitter back in the day? If like, if you wanted to like, if if players back in your generation were kind of wanted to like gripe their, show their gripes or you know voice their grievances, but in like a subtle way, would that just be like dropping a line to like a local reporter? Newspaper, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, newspapers are sound bites on TV. That was it. Yeah, you, know, you might do that, but that that was a Twitter, the newspaper. That's you know? it. <laughs> you, you, you just had to, you had to wait a whole week for it to come out, though. You know, it could be the next day. Had a whole week. <laughs> do, do you wish that uh, this kind of mechanism to voice your uh, kind of like like frustration with the teams like existed back then? Like you know how the players can do that at, at, at any given moment they can do that, whether it's good or bad. You know, voicing their frustrations. Was you did you guys wish that you kind of had more? It's, it's, it's hard to say that you you know. You'd like to be a part of the social media era. Um, <laughs> I mean, heck, that's like saying, like, I'd like to be a part of this contract negotiation era where they're just <laughs> throwing big dollars at people. Um, you know, even though I, I, I could say that my contract was nice, you know, right now you got nickelbacks that's getting paid what I got paid. So, yeah, it, it's hard to say, yeah, let's, 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 tr- I would love to have been in that era because, you know, that, that wasn't during our time. But yeah, I, I can imagine the fun. It could have been. I can. I, I can also see the danger of it. Also, yeah. I, I think everything, man, is reactionary, and I'm, I'm. I'm glad they didn't have it back then. You know, because because the way that it is going right now, I mean, you see it. It's just. It's a crazy deal, because everybody's just posting all their, you know, their emotions and whatnot. It's just like I said. It's just reaction. 
yeah. you hear and what you see. And, and to be honest with you, if it's used for, for the good purpose as it should be, passing you know truthful information, like real information, as opposed to some of the other stuff that comes out here, like all the craziness, uh, to me, man, that, that would be the way to do it. But, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody's caught on their feelings, man. That's, that's part of the problem. Everybody's into their feelings. I don't yeah. care what you do. Shoot. Well, so. I, I think it goes through the whole, like, that the whole, we're talking about the, the generational kind of with the Twitter and the Twitter age versus, you know, like, okay, for example, I don't know if you guys see the whole Kwame Brown stuff that's going on yeah. uh, the past week. You know, that's that's a guy who for from since 2000, 2001 has been deemed this biggest bust of all time. And I guess, you know, he hasn't responded. No one's ever heard him respond to all these critics. And then this week, I guess it finally just, it kind of, you know, the, the, the you know, it, it got I'm too much for him. Yeah, he, he came out of hiding. Well, hey, look, Kwame been waiting for a, a moment like this. That sucker been taking notes on everybody that's been hating on him. He's coming after everybody. He ain't let look. He ain't holding back for what? Why? Why would he? Yeah. Hey, look, man, y'all been killing me in the in, in the press all this time. Stephen A. Matt Barnes. I, I'm coming after everybody. I'm taking look. Everybody be on notice right now with Kwame Brown. He ain't got nothing. What he got to lose? Y'all didn't call me the biggest bust. I'm already the worst guy on the planet. So shoot, guess yeah, what? It's, 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 it happens like that with a lot of guys. Like, you know, you look at a Jamarcus Russell that went to the Raiders and how he blew up and didn't turn out to be much. You know, Greg Oden and who was Sam Bowie. You know, you, you got picked before Jordan. Right, right. So, you know, it's, it's you know that's it's a part of, of life that nobody wants to experience. I guarantee you don't want to experience that. And anywhere you go, you know, your name is mentioned. It's like okay, they picked you over Michael. They you know. You were the number one pick in this draft? Like, no, like, nobody wants to go through that and, and have a family and raise kids and have their family go through all that crap. So uh, it's got to be a, a, a crappy situation to be in, um, you know. But it comes with the game. It comes with the territory, so. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, man. <laughs> As you know, everybody's in the back of the restaurant. Well, man, you suck. You know, everybody's just playing into it, you know, so. Yeah. Hey, I, I tell you this: anybody that's coming around him right now that might be spitting that to him, man, they better they better watch their neck. All right? Oh yeah, he might snap. He might snap. Shoot, or get a good distance. What you gonna do? You know, so shoot, be prepared. Put it that way. Hey, he ain't no little dude now. I seen him. I'm looking at it. that joke. Ain't no little dude. So he's seven feet tall. Got him. That's all. <laughs> They're gonna come down on people. Right you from a distance. Right. <laughs> Well, that's the thing where, like, you know, you brought up some of these other guys who are, you know, deemed as busts. But, you know, Kwame Brown had a 12-year career. I mean, you're not you're not a bust if you played in the, at the NBA for 12 years. And, you know, and the fact that, you know, they made what some – I think I read like 80, 80 million about in playing the NBA. Yeah. That's, that's not a bust of a career. There's guys who don't last past one or two years. He lasts Tell you what, years. he mentioned and, and he said, you know, him and, him and Kobe Bryant scored 82 points in a game, so – you know, he, he did something. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's the expectations that people have for you. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, I know. I'm just messing. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. If 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 that joker don't like you said, he don't come out like Kobe Bryant, uh, Kobe Bryant, his his career being that way, you're a bust to everybody, you know, being the first pick. So you no. Know. Where's our guest? 
He's coming on right now. So now we're going to get to our final segment, our fan segment, where a member of our Chiefs Kingdom comes on and asks you guys, each of you guys a question. He actually tweeted us this week asking questions about the O-line, how these guys are going to mesh this year. Uh, so tonight we have our guest is at Burt Rojas 4 on Twitter. And he's coming on to talk to you guys. Let's get him on right now. What's up, Eric? What's up, Jason? What's, What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Just out of the bar right now. I finished work and I was waiting for uh, for for you guys to come on. Yeah, we've been waiting on you to come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're happy to have you on, man. Um, I know you tweeted at us this week. Uh, you had some specific questions for the guys this week, and I know I was like, you know what? Instead of tweeting at us, why don't you come <laughs> on and ask these guys yourself? So. I'm going to give you the floor. You can uh, ask away your question to JD and uh, Eric. So go for it, buddy. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Yeah, I, I had a question. Uh, well, I have four football questions, but the one that I that I tweeted was, how long do you guys think it's going to take for the offensive line to match now that we got all these uh, good uh, people on the offensive line? I hope quick. You know, I hope like I don't know. Uh, I've seen that some teams have canceled their OTAs, mini camps. I don't know if it's because of the COVID or whatever, but uh, uh, it would help us tremendously if we didn't cancel ours and we did get some repetitions in uh, with these young guys so that we can work on uh, the chemistry with it. Um, you know, we, we've invested a lot to this offensive line and, and especially into what they're protecting. So it'd be great if we can have get everything uh on the runway right now to, to see how, how well they, they, they play together. Yeah, I, I, I think, man, it, 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 it all depends, like you said, if, if, if guys are, are coming to, you know, the, the mini camps, OTAs, uh, there's, the, the, as much time they can get, uh, it's, they're, they're, they'll definitely uh, mesh together fairly easy and quickly. Uh, and I know coaches will take advantage of guys uh, just being at the facility Constant offensive line is something that offensive line coach look. Every offensive line coach always overworks the offensive lineman. They always want to be on the same page. Like I said, that is a unit that has to be on the same page each and every time. You got to understand the calls. You got to fill up what the guy's doing beside you, how he's thinking, what he's thinking about in his block, uh, his technique. You know, um, you know, the, just the whole entire system. So we're talking about new guys that's coming into. So Orlando Brown. We're talking about Thune, you know, Creed. I mean, we got a, pretty much a, a brand new offensive line. So that's the thing about it. These guys got to all learn on the same page uh, and, and come up to speed as, as, as quickly as possible. Uh, so the thing is, another thing is that you got to realize is uh, the amount of guys that we have, this guy's going to be slotted here and there to see who's actually going to start this year, right? I mean, that's 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 a lot of it. Uh, but I, I think that's a good, I think that's a good uh, problem to have, to be honest with you. I think it's, I mean, there's a lot of good players. I mean, the big difference from that Super Bowl game uh, that we, we had that uh, problem where we couldn't stop those four guys from rushing and getting them home. And, yeah, that was disappointing, but hopefully we've made the, the proper upgrades to keep that from happening this year. Uh, but like Jason said, you know, uh, we got to get the reps in. It, it, I know that some teams have gone to virtual meetings and, and whatever else. There's no way you prepare for a football season through virtual or Zoom or, 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 or computer work. You have to go through the reps of uh, footwork and hand placement and, uh, you know, just body strength and, and feeling, you know, 
what you're up against. So um, I'm hoping that mini camps aren't canceled. I'm hoping that uh, OTAs aren't canceled because we need that. We need those reps. We need to do all those because uh, that's what helps them establish their, their games. That's true. How long have you been in California? Uh, me all my life. So how are you? How did you become a Chiefs fan? Right here in California, in Lincoln Heights. Uh, I currently live in Baldwin Park right now. How did you become a Chiefs fan? Uh, I've been at. Uh, well, I started. Uh, I started working as the events staff, the old Jackie, you know, for the events uh, at the stadiums. Okay. And uh, I, I used to like the Raiders because you know I was young and. Um, and I, I'd get to work the Raider games, and and I would be I would be able to uh, uh, my my post was the uh, the sideline one of the you know the sideline where the camera guys are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my job was to make sure that the camera guys uh, wouldn't go past the line. So I was just like right there chilling, uh, telling these guys to stay back, and I'd be. Uh, he was a get back coach, JD. <laughs> yeah, but then, then when the Raiders left LA, um, I was uh, upset at uh, at the Raiders. You know, I called them traitors, so I no. couldn't be a Raider fan after that. <laughs> I was just starting, you know, to look at football, and then we didn't have a football team here for so many years. And then in, in '93, uh, I have uh, my favorite players are Marcus Allen and uh, Joe Montana. Wait. So and when they came over, I became a Chiefs fan. There you go. There you go. Good. I'm glad he went when caught into the cult of the, the Raider Madness that's out yeah. there. I remember seeing you playing out there, the cornerback position, and then uh Jason was tight end, right? And then uh, the third. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, you know, I remember those days where um the Raiders used to hate when the Chiefs would come in town because they'd always whip on them. <laughs> they still whooping on them. Still yeah, it ain't much, much changed, right? Yeah, ain't, ain't much changed. So <laughs> still whooping on them. Yeah. Do you you guys think that Creed Humphreys will start this year? I do. I I, I think he'll start. I, I I think Austin Blight was was in there penciled in to start, but I think it's kind of uh, uh, his job, Creed Humphreys, right now to lose. I think they're gonna pencil him in, get him get him ready. For the future, I mean that's that's what they're doing. They're getting ready for the future, and I think Austin Blythe, uh, they could probably utilize him at center, but also too they could utilize him probably at guard and stuff too. So he, he has a lot of uh, versatility uh, with him. Uh, but I think Creed Humphrey uh, is is definitely going to be penciled as a starter. Yeah, because I was I was listening to uh, how he was doing his. Uh, I was playing at Oklahoma where he was he was the one that was calling the when the ball gets hiked and everything and lining up the line and everything. And the quarterback wasn't really calling saying when to hike it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's usually what the center does. That, uh, that's his response. doing a whole lot of pointing and talking when they, when they, they put their hand on that ball. Yeah. Yeah. They, they call out the defense center calls out the defense, but yeah. I don't think that you, you don't draft a guy that high unless he's going to start. That's that's why I look at it for, for you to take him in at uh, that high of a draft pick. You, you're looking for him to start. Yeah. And then uh, I was, uh, what do you think about the, I've been hearing all day about uh, Julio Jones, that if the Chiefs, should the Chiefs trade from, I don't think they should. I, don't, I think, um, you know, they're good with what they have. They just got to give the young guys a little bit more opportunity, like um, Nicole Hartman, 
you know, uh, needs to, you know, they just need to give him a little bit more, uh, more reps. Okay. Now I don't want to cut you off and make myself sound bad, but if we got a chance to get a Julio Jones, we take him. I, I, I would never say we shouldn't. If there's a chance, we take him. Uh, oh yeah, that's a that's a proven talent. Okay, uh, yeah, I like that, that. that's hard to find. Uh, uh, what would you give up for him? But would you give up a second, a third, and a, a six exchange six one picks? You, you can have them. Take them. <laughs> Please. 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 Well, six fifth. What else you want? You, you, you shoot. You want my car? <laughs> Well, that's what Pro Football Focus said. That I guess projecting trade was a second, third, and a fifth. I believe was uh, was what I saw. Yeah, I've been hearing it. It's a second, a third, and then they were going to exchange six round picks or something like that. Uh, that's what PFF said. That was a projected trade. I mean, obviously, yeah. any chance you can get to get a, a Hall of Fame like Julio Jones, I think you. Uh, How old is Julio right now? I want to say I haven't heard his name for so long. I, I don't know. Probably what I'm going to guess thirty one, maybe thirty one. Yeah, I think he came in around 2011. Now, maybe now 12, 11 to 12, I think he came in. Uh, so, eight years. So, he, he's he's probably around about like 30, close to it. Yeah. Get about three good years out of it, three or four. Sure. Julio is still a threat. I don't care how you look at him. Oh, yeah. He's so, a threat. I have a question for you guys. Are any of you guys in Kansas City or you guys are all uh, spread out? I'm spread in out. Dallas. I'm in Kentucky, Kentucky. Virginia. All over the place. Virginia, wow. <laughs> and uh, where's Jason at? Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. I'm in Kentucky. Wow. And what about you, Mark? I, I, I'm in Virginia. And Eric's the one who's in uh, Texas. Oh, okay. Wow. So none of you guys are in KC. <laughs> nah, we will be. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I was listening to one of your other shows. You guys are planning on going out there for some of the games. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hopefully run into you out there. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm trying to plan out my uh, my schedule uh, over here now that I was just making, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you, you know, it could be, uh, go back to 100% capacity. So it looks like it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Slowly but surely. Yeah. Uh, Bert, it was, yeah. great, it was great having you on, man. Um, what, you know, yeah. uh, anybody uh, who's out there listening at Bert Rojas for is a great Twitter account to follow. And he's a big Chief Concerns fan. And uh, it was great having you on, Bert. Appreciate you, Bert, man. You know. You get some more followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you asking the questions, too. All right. Come on uh, next time again, and I can see you guys. Yeah, that, 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 that'll be good. great. We'll see we'll next time, man. Okay, I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. All right, have a good one. All right, be easy, man. Bye, Take man. care. All right. Well, despite the te technical difficulties, we still got him on, and it was uh, always great chatting with the with the fan. That's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, yeah. So that does it for us this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you next week. As always, if anyone in Chiefs Kingdom has any Chief Concerns, please tweet at us, like Bert Rojas did, uh, or you know, just uh, comment on our video or podcast or anything. Uh, follow us at, at Concerns Chief, and please subscribe to us on Chief Concerns on YouTube, Believe Podcast Network, and anywhere you can find podcasts. Gentlemen, always a good episode. Hey, later, fellas. Y'all be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.